0: be
1: Welcome to the Mel and Floyd Summer Replacement Show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us as always, the man who knows everything, Mr. Smarty Pants. Howdy. Hey, how you doing? Proud to be here. Happy <laughs> happy um, Insurrection Day. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. <laughs> I used
2: to think of it as the Feast of the Epiphany, but now it's uh, 12th day of Christmas, <laughs> but now it's Insurrection let's, Day. Let's
1: go take a take a tour of someplace and yeah, uh, yeah. rub feces on the wall. Yeah. And, uh, the I epi- think,
2: you know, in the Christian calendar, the Feast of the Epiphany is when the birth of Christ is exposed to the Gentiles, like to the rest of the world, right? It's when the, then the three kings throw, uh, show up at the uh, at the manger. Yeah. And I, I kind of think that it, maybe it was appropriate that they would have uh, the insurrection day on the January 6th because <laughs> yeah. it's exposing something, right? I mean, right. We, the rest of the world now sees yeah, sure the throbbing that, heartbeat of the right wing, that yeah. this is what they're all about. Yeah. I wonder what... what
1: Joseph thought when, it, like his his wife, who said she was a virgin, had this baby, and then these three guys show up with with presents. <laughs> You're bringing me myrrh. What are we gonna do with what, myrrh? What you don't know it? You don't even know her. Like, yeah,
2: right. <laughs> what are you not telling me? Well, you know, of course, in the Talmud, they, there's a theory about what's going on there, which yeah. is that uh, basically, so in the Talmud, you know, the, the 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 Jews are having to deal with the story of the of the of the birth and. And so, uh, what the, what the writers are saying is like, well, look, we all know where this is. It's a it's a Roman soldier, and she was too embarrassed to tell her husband what had happened. You know, and <laughs> that's actually literally <laughs> that's the story. Really? And they even have yeah, and they even have identified. Uh, the guy was uh, from the Panther. There's legions often had yeah, sure. totemic animals. Yeah, so it was from the Panther Legion. So oh, they okay. so in the Talmud they refer to Jesus as you know, Joshua Panthera. Yeah. so you know he's basically he's the, the son of uh, one of these pan- Panther oh. Legion legionnaires. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might be. I might be forced if I was in her situation. I might. <laughs> yeah, yeah it an was angel. God. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> right. Sure. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? But it is the new year, and in keeping with a new tradition, yes. Uh, there's a uh, an we're gonna independent.
1: For, we're going to vote for Kevin McCarthy. An independent Russian
2: today. media news outlet, MediaZona, published an article this week. It's become uh, so common now. There's so many people in Russia that are oh. in jail right now for political reasons. Oh. So many political prisoners that there's a new custom there. New Year's greetings from political prisoners. So let me share some of the New Year's greetings from some of the vast number of political prisoners in the Russian Federation. Uh, so let's see. We've got Alexei Navalny. He's, of course, a very prominent opposition leader, and he's been behind bars since 2021. And uh, he receives, uh, nice, nice to know, he receives so many seasonal decorations and letters from supporters that he's hung them up all in his his prison there, uh, just outside of Moscow. And uh, the warden was nice and, and left, left, him, uh, left a few of them up. Um so, Mr. Duvalny's uh, New Year's greetings, he says, the calamity that's befallen our country has brought all normal, honest people closer together. And uh, he, he thinks that uh, there's a, can more connections uh, that are forming among people who are opposed to what's going on in their country. He says, I can just feel it. Uh, another anti-Kremlin activist and politician, Ilya Yashin. Um, he, was, uh, he was, by the way, he was sentenced to eight and a half years in prison just last month for spreading false information, this is a quote, about atrocities which were actually committed in uh, the U- Ukrainian city of Bucha by uh, Russian troops. And uh, he wrote uh, just this week, on Friday, uh, last Friday, rather, uh, I'm okay, friends. I want to remind you that the criminal war against Ukraine must be stopped and Putin must go and that Russia must be free and happy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alexey Gor- Gorinov, who's a uh, Moscow legislator, uh, he was sentenced to seven, year for, seven years for de- denouncing the war, and he says he's an optimist who believes in humankind. And in Russia, there is no other way to live, and he wishes for an end for this to this useless, crazy war. And finally, Vladimir Karamurza, he's is a uh, activist and journalist under investigation for treason. He's facing right now; he's in jail, but he's facing up to twenty years in prison. And uh, Mr. Karamurza says. The past year became one of the darkest in the memories of living generations, but the dawn comes after even the darkest night and will definitely come. Wow. So you think you had a hard year.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's lots of rumors that Putin is, is very sick with uh, some kind of cancer or something. But, oh. but uh, I don't know. It's hard to... And read the tea leaves from the—we need more of these Kremlin Kremlinologists we used to have during the Cold
2: War. You well, should talk to Jeff Bezos about how to live forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a story. There was, I
1: didn't bring the story in because it was too flaky, but there was a story this week about how— <laughs> Just the, flaky enough. How the, well, it was just it was still a lot of speculation, yeah, so, but yeah. a lot of the, the billionaires are, are pursuing— um, um, projects that would let them live forever. Yeah. That's their goal. To, yeah. to just keep amassing more and more of sure. the Earth resources. Because they're so great. It's its like the like the Monopoly game like we've talked about where you always end <laughs> up with one person with everything yeah. at the yeah. end. I
2: think that's their goal. But well, uh, what's the point in being a billionaire if you can't have an android body? <laughs> <laughs> we getting to the, I've watched enough episodes of Star Trek to know that. <laughs> the jar in the head. <laughs> yeah. Part of <laughs> part of history here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it won't be the president. It'll be the all, <laughs> yeah. all billionaires uh, 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 more all the time
1: unfortunately <laughs> but, uh, um, Kevin McCarthy picked up 13 holdout votes on the 12th ballot oh alright 13 Republicans switched over but that's lucky 13 still not enough <laughs> <laughs> uh, McCarthy did compromise he said he would accept the
2: position of homecoming king <laughs> 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 yes but Lauren Boebert said homecoming queen or nothing <laughs> <laughs> no pronouns <laughs> it's
1: not a pronoun but they don't know <laughs> They usually say things like my pronouns are Smith and Weston yeah it's quite the show I mean I'm I'm enjoying it and the the the, the Schadenfreude is is yeah. is fun yes. but uh, but I'm I'm just afraid what this shows I mean it, it shows that uh, you know the the
2: who throwing monkeys are pretty much running the, the sure. show nowadays. And I think the thing is too they are incentivized to be this way, and they're incentivized by the following: there's a there's a vast right wing ecosystem out there of fake institutes, fake colleges, and and corporate boards, uh, fake news media. Go down the list that they will be able to ensconce themselves in once they create mm. a personal brand, you yeah. know. And yeah. then you know, I mean, Fox will hire one of them as a commentary. I mean. Crazy old Sarah Palin was a commentator on Fox right. for ages. Didn't seem to add much value, but she did have, you know, she had the face and the and the and the rep to go, you know, and they they're ready to put her on the air. So a lot of them are. I think are people say, oh, they're just fanatics. I think they're fanatics plus. I mean, I think they're fanatical, but I think they also see this as an opportunity. Oh, sure, to sure. you know, to have a career for pretty much the rest of their working lives. Yeah, in again in that in that right wing right ring mm-hmm. ecosystem. Yeah, well, Kyle Rittenhouse is. is has a career as, a, as a, he
1: does, he's like a right wing
2: guy now. He, oh, wow, he shows just proven my point. He shows up at conferences and oh, speeches. Oh, no, no, no,
1: no. So, so yeah, you just uh, I'm well known, yeah,
2: <laughs> I have a name and a yeah. brand. And there was, there, I had a friend who's now passed away, an older friend who used to work for the Legislative Fiscal Bureau. And he said he noticed there was a point sometime in the late 90s, early 2000s, when you realized that all these young right wing legislators that were getting elected to seats in the Wisconsin Assembly and Senate that they were just holding those seats as a resume building thing. Sure. You sure. know, and and pay, and giving favors to, you know, the corporate class. People who would hire them on their afterwards. way to yeah, yeah. On their way to and to their actual job. Yeah. He said I really thought they should have, you know, basically uh, you know, rather than the Republican of you know Sheboygan or something, you know Republican of Monsanto or you know, <laughs> whatever the company was they were they were they were carrying water for you know
1: would have been much more honest. Well, the Republican, the House Republicans, yeah, once they they do eventually sort this out and uh, you know elect you know the. Inanimate carbon rod is the,
2: the House Speaker. They I love the inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> they should.
1: They should do that Santos guy because I mean, he, he, he he says he was Speaker of the House for yeah, ten, ten yeah, years yeah, at one yeah, point, yeah, and then yeah. also a former Supreme Court justice.
2: So I mean, he he's well qualified for this. There but. was a member of the of the uh, January sixth committee who oh Raskin who tweeted out that things weren't this bad back when Santos was Speaker.
0: <laughs> oh, <funny>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Managed to bring those two together really, really nicely. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, once once they do get the, their act together, the House Republicans are expected to Curtail the power of an independent congressional ethics body. Oh
2: yeah, got to get that taken care that's of. That's
1: like the first thing they're going to do. Yeah. Second and thing, get rid of the IRS. <laughs> 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 and don't forget those about those laptops. Yeah. The the Office of Congressional Ethics. Yeah. Um, they'll make two uh, changes to the body that would pretty much you know gut it. The
0: why don't they just shoot it in the head? That's the way they
1: usually do things, isn't it? <laughs> the other thing that they're, they're going to do, and they've got their priorities in order here. you got your, your Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, that's number and, one. And you got to get rid of the ethics. First, get rid of the ethics. Sure, Com- yeah, right. You know. And uh, they want to get around. They want to um, eliminate congressional unions for congressional workers. <laughs> they want to make it illegal for them to oh be, be members
2: of a, of a union. Oh, well, that's laying it on the line. Yeah, so... And here's the representative from Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yes, new, my master. <laughs> the, new, the new
1: House Rules package would eliminate House staff labor unions, uh, several of which have been voted into being. But, but uh, so that's uh, that's high on their high on their list of priorities there for the what they're trying, <laughs> what they're calling the workers'
2: party. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the other workers' party, I don't know if you heard this week, but uh, at the New Year's Day celebrations over in North Korea, where they get it done right, you know, our former president's best bud over there, Kim Jong-un, introduced his uh, possible successor. Oh, yeah. Did you read about Was this? His sister, right? Yeah. No, it's his, it's his daughter. It's oh, actually, actually his yeah. daughter. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the current uh, dictator, of course, of, um, I don't know what they call him, or their dear leader or whatever. Uh, Kim Jong Un, of course, he is. It's 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 a communist monarchy, basically. It's kind of a bizarre concept. Uh, it's uh, first, it was his uh, Kim's grandfather was the was the was the ruler, and then his father was the ruler. Now he's the ruler, and uh, apparently he doesn't have any sons he quite thinks are up to the to the to the game, even though uh, Korea, apparently North Korea, is still a fairly sexist society. But uh, but he thought, you know what, uh, my daughter seems like she's she's doing pretty good. So, uh, so his daughter, her name is Kim Ju A, and uh, she was the baby that uh, Dennis Rodman played with when he was there back in 2013. So she's, I guess that was the blessing she needed. Uh, Did but he uh, slam dunker, <laughs> I don't, I don't coochie coochie coo. Uh, but uh, she had she had her first big public appearance uh, at Pyongyang. Uh, but, and it was great because he was showing off some of the new missiles. Yeah, sure. so you know, here, dear, here's what you. This is someday this can all be yours. <laughs> the curtains. So, uh, outside analysts were looking at this, and of course, you never know what's going on there in North Korea. But she he was pretty obvious about it. She was described as beloved, mm. and uh, and she'd been chosen to represent the next generation of the Kim family. Oh, okay. And since the next generation of the Kim family is usually the next ruler, <laughs> you know, that uh, seems like that might sure. well be her. Like one of those Star
1: Trek spinoffs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's all about the spinoffs. <laughs> So there was a, a
1: representative this week in the in the U.S. House, who who is going to take the oath. I th- think they still haven't been able to take the oath yet. No, but, uh, but uh, they're going to take the oath on a Superman comic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we all have our different sacred texts. Yes. <laughs> That's what America's all about. <laughs> What's his name? I forget his name. Garcia, I think
1: it was. I don't have the story right in front of me, but yeah. uh, um, but uh, it's it's something he, it's like a rare one he got from the, I don't know, the National Archives or something. He had to borrow it, but uh, oh, nice. it's like one
2: of the Golden Age ones. So. Sure. Yeah, that's great. Hey, if you were to take an oath of office on your own, of a, of a text of your own choosing, what would it be? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Probably
1: the, Elvis the Messiah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or the Dan Quayle quiz book. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> got to do a little marketing, there. got yeah, a little branding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren
2: Bovert couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in books. <laughs> that's a lot yeah. of words and yeah, stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that some people uh, take their oath on the Constitution, copies of the Constitution. Oh, okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah more than the Bible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're saying, I mean, that's the document you're saying you will uphold and defend, sure. right? So yeah. why not use the document itself to sort of verify that, you know? Mm-hmm. If the document can feel you're not telling the truth, you know, it might kind of crawl away or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not that like guy. like the sorting hat. <laughs> <that>? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know? It starts talking and <laughs> <laughs> it's a, kind of a wrinkled mouth, you know? Um, yeah. This one goes in the Freedom <laughs> yeah, Caucus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No way. <laughs> the Freedom
1: Caucus would be like the, the crappy house at, uh, at well, Hogwarts, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm
2: sure Trump had copies of it as toilet paper. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Wipe is wide behind. Well, there's a lot of new state laws that took effect in 2020. Really? Uh, yep, yeah, and... Uh, there's a few of them now. Sports betting became legal in Massachusetts. Uh, that was, um, and is and it was also now legal in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, so is carrying ferrets in your pants, apparently. So that's okay. That <laughs> uh, used to just be encouraged. Yeah, but encouraged, but now, now it's required. It's required. Now it's required. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Ohio is rolling out uh, legal betting on college and pro sports, yeah. both online and at brick and mortar businesses like yeah. casinos. Bars, grocery stores, etc.
1: So you know who you know who cast the first legal bet in Ohio when, like, at midnight when the when the law changed. No, I don't have no idea. Pete Rose.
2: <laughs> You're joking.
1: No, they yeah. they made like a like a show of it. They got him there. Yeah, of course
2: <laughs> he bet on the Reds to yeah. win the World Series. Yes. Well, he's he's used to that, isn't he? I mean, that's that's an old trick, I think. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) What's the vague on this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh, Here's one. Uh, At least 8 million workers in about a dozen states are getting raises of the state minimum wages. Really? uh, Yep. And... uh, so, some of them are as uh, little as $0.23 cents an hour, and some of them are as much as a $1.50 an hour, according to the Economic Policy Institutes. And a bunch of cities, about uh, about 25 cities or so, two dozen cities and counties, also raising minimum wages. Uh, let's see. Um, this is happening in California, Washington State, and Massachusetts, uh, Washington, D.C., and the New York metropolitan area. Um There's new salary transparency laws in several states that have gone into effect as well. Uh, Many states, including Connecticut, are wiping out criminal convictions for possessions of small amounts of marijuana. And in Rhode Island, people can now have their arrest records sealed in cases where they've been acquitted or exonerated so that this doesn't follow them around, of course, for the rest of their lives. On the sad side, on the downside, school libraries are starting to face greater scrutiny. And according to a new law in our favorite state, Florida, anyone involved in the selection of school library materials must take part in a training program for reviewing and selecting age-appropriate materials, which means stuff that we don't like. Uh, Georgia, principals are now required to quickly investigate complaints about books, websites, and other materials that parents believe are obscene or harmful. And, of course... That's being driven by probably not just this or that parent, but some kind of national organization. Sure. Let's see. Uh, one of the things that was really interesting I don't know if you saw this, but uh, South Carolina, of all places, which has a very uh, all embracing privacy con- uh, part of its constitution, has said that abortion is legal oh, right, according yeah. to their yeah. own constitution in mm-hmm. South Carolina. Yeah. It can be restricted in various ways, but that the basic right of a woman to choose is an extension of the right of privacy, which is embedded in the South Carolina Constitution. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a kind of a big thing. Yeah. Louisiana
1: has a new law that uh, websites containing more than a third or more of pornographic content are responsible for checking users' age. Um, they have to use a—they have to show an ID. They have to, to show a government ID. Uh, like a driver's license would be the most common one, or sometimes uh, prob- public or private records from something like a mortgage or employment document to verify people's age. So not so it's not just the thing where you you know type in your your date of birth or something. You have to actually show
2: an ID. Sure, I mean, it's it's funny. I mean, I, the thing with the school libraries that's obviously politically motivated. Sure. But the, the that I'm I'm kind of in I'm in favor of that. Yeah. I mean there's it's way too easy to see pornography. Mm-hmm. It is way too easy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and since most of it is dreadfully sexist. I mean I think it's yeah. you know it's, it, it, it's kind of a it's kind of maleducation <laughs> at its basic level. <laughs>
1: It'll lead to the extinction of the human race. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well there's Okay, so you're looking at the upside. Ben, <laughs> <I> just
1: <kinda laughs> there's just something creepy about having to like, you know, Scan your driver's license and and you know yeah send it to a website. Well, it might be you know.
2: disincentive for other people too. Yeah, but, uh, but not like amazing. I don't think people should see what they want. But there's way too no. much pornography no. in our <laughs> in our in our in our communication environment. Yeah, I mean, so. I just put that out there.
1: Another law change is Minnesota is uh, is good, is moving quickly to legalize uh, recreational marijuana. Yeah. And uh, there are, I mean, I'm sure they have sites picked out along the Wisconsin border <laughs> along, by the Twin Cities. So does that mean and, you, could, you can
2: be high while you're playing soccer? Is that what recreational marijuana <laughs> is? <laughs> I've always loved that. Recreational. Like, okay, what is that?
1: <laughs> I'm bowling. Yeah, you know? can only have it in the rec room. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but it'll be another thing where they just, just yeah. put these dispensaries, you know, like yeah. a re- a mile away from Hudson and Superior, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, just
2: other. We're gonna be ringed with lacrosse, wi- ringed with freedom booths all <laughs> around Wisconsin.
1: <laughs> I'm going to make a run and get some marijuana and have an abortion? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Yikes! <laughs>
1: but the the Democrats can have complete control of, of Wisconsin or in uh, Minnesota, the, yeah. both the legislature and the and the executive branch. So. So whatever they come up with, will just breeze right through. So.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Another ab- abortion-related story. You mentioned that uh, sort of offhandedly there, but there's another story that you probably are also following, Mel, and that is that the two major pharmacy chains in in in, uh, in the aftermath of the FDA decision this week, the two major pharmacy chains, CVS and Walgreens, are going to start selling uh, abortion pills uh, uh, starting, I guess, pretty soon in states where uh, abortion is currently legal. So uh, CVS and Walgreens said that they plan to seek certification to sell the pill, uh, mifepristone as the first pill used in a two-drug medication abortion regimen. And I, more than half of abortions now come through uh, through medication. Uh, patients will still need a prescription from a certified uh, health care provider. But, uh, but this new action from the FDA could... Uh, could expand access to medication uh, because it allows any pharmacy that agrees to accept those prescriptions uh, to dispense the pills. So they haven't provided the details of how it's going to work, but basically they say they're in. So at least, again, in those states where abortion is legal. Some other good news that came with the new year. uh, The Pentagon has extended... Uh, their uh, allowance of parental leave to 12 weeks now. Military service members will be eligible for 12 weeks of paid parental leave. and uh, that doubles how much time is available to parents and does away with the distinction between primary and secondary caregivers. So it can be anybody in the in the family who's uh, taking care of the, of the child. So um, this was uh, the under uh, the Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness. That sounds like a great job, <laughs> a man by the name of Gilbert Cisneros. He issued the memorandum just this week and uh, outlined the new policy. In a quote from Cisneros, he said, it is important for the development of military families that members be able to care for their newborn, adopted, or placed child, or children. And I would say amen, and that's true for everybody. <laughs> 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 oh, not just the people in the military. <laughs> not just the people in the military. <laughs>
1: so, you know, for all the, all the things that are problematic about the military, it, you know, I, there are some things where they've sort of been on the on the edge of. I mean, that's not so real cutting edge, but I mean, it's yeah. it's more than a lot of businesses. But I mean, like things like integ- you know, integrating the yeah. the the, ser- the, the arm services, right. and uh, I mean, it took them a while to come around on the, the don't ask, don't tell right. stuff. But you know, they they eventually kind of figured that out. It's yeah. like we don't really care, yeah. you know. We just and even with that, things. I think
2: the po- the politicians were making more of a deal of it for the longest time. Yeah, the that's the
1: actual true. Military yeah. itself. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. so, I
1: mean, it's not a, exactly
2: a progressive no. institution.
1: No, but, but it's realistic. It's real. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, they have to, you know. These they, are the people like, that are
2: out there. So, we need to basically structure things for them. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah,
1: so. yeah. So. In, the, in Great Britain, there's a, a pilot program where doctors uh, will prescribe nature to people. <laughs> all right health professionals for the first time in england it was a there was a success not
2: a trademark after that
0: there, is there uh, yeah probably <laughs> nature tm
1: <laughs> not available in gummies <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs>
2: are
0: no. you talking mushrooms now what are you what are no you like
1: real real nature just a, they did they had a, a pilot in the, a successful pilot in scotland where they told people to go outside and look at trees and stuff.
2: <laughs> well, actually, in Scotland, it's like, shut the hell up and go outside. <laughs> go look at the
1: slag.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: but no, they're going to tell you know they're going to going to look at people who are stressed or, or sure. whatever and say you know it'd be really nice if you went out and you know had a picnic or yeah. went for a walk or something and uh, and uh, they would. Uh, they would be uh, prescriptions that would include a, a leaflet and a calendar of ideas to enable people to connect with nature and boost their health and well-being. I mean, it sounds kind of, kind of silly, but no, it's but not it's not, not at all. At all. No. It's just it's ridiculously
2: good for Our you. clever monkey brains have created an environment for which we are spectacularly ill-suited. Yeah. So get out of that environment. Yeah. <laughs> even even a. a, a, a a
1: little bit, like you know, yeah. go to old brick or right. just walking through a park or something. You feel better
2: looking at a tree. I'm sorry, you just yeah. do. You
1: yeah, <laughs> even looking, even looking out the window.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why? Well, I know this, having been in an organization for years where everybody fights to have an office with a window. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Why are they fighting for that? It's not just the prestige. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, that's good. I, I, I wish you know we that we could uh, adopt something like that in this country that. Uh, would recognize that that's important. I mean, yeah, you know, it's tough for you know people talk about you know doctors and healthcare and stuff. The doctors see you for like ten minutes, you know, every six months or a year. I yeah. mean, you know, and they and they tell you to do good stuff. You know, yeah. lose some weight and you know get more exercise and stuff like yeah. that. But. But that doesn't really, you know, address anything. I mean, It doesn't incentivize doing this. Yeah, people things. know what, you know, oh, yeah. I shouldn't smoke. You right. know, the doctor told me to, I should quit smoking. And, and uh, then you leave the doctor's but, office and light up a dark. take a puff. You know? Yeah, <laughs> pay, take a puff. It's springtime. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> so there's
1: got to be more than just that, you know, 15-minute office. Now, you're Is old
2: enough. We're old enough to remember cigarette commercials. Oh, yeah. And, and almost invariably, it was something about being outdoors being healthy, right. something about the you know air and, and, right. and breathing they, in they and stuff like a, like the, that. everything that was exactly the opposite. The Marlboro
1: Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. and like you say, yeah. the take a puff at springtime. Talk and about gaslighting. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: going to light this thing and suck smoke into my lungs and it's, it's going to be cool. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. With a K. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you knew it
2: was not real. <laughs> It's like when McDonald's has the chocolatey chip cookies. Right. <laughs> You've never had chocolate near this, have you?
0: <laughs>
1: well, the people in Grand Rapids, Michigan, could use a little dose of of the outdoors because okay. they're not getting anything up there <laughs> this year. So far, they've had five minutes of sunlight. Wow! In, in Grand Rapids, Michigan,
2: <laughs> and that's not just metaphorical. <laughs> no,
0: no, it's <that's> real. Oh. <laughs> and then,
1: 5 minutes in uh, 5 days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You need
2: one of those big UV lamps. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Just lay right under that baby. Mm.
1: So. New study showed that uh, that people who were who considered themselves good-looking were more reluctant to wear masks. <laughs> Because of uh, for, for COVID or whatever, because they
2: knew their power was being taken <laughs> away, <laughs> <laughs> their power to trick the rest of us.
1: I said that a long time ago on Did this you? show. Yeah. I I, yeah. I said that you know I, I said that uh, you know for the the normal like like the ugly people out there yeah. the masks are no big deal, but for handsome people like me, it's <laughs> that's, that's, it's really you're giving up a <laughs> yeah, lot like oh, yeah covering up your face. Yeah. And, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. I mean, I, I can remember when we were in, as we all can, I'm sure at this point. Uh, when we were in the depths of the the COVID crisis and and people were all, everyone was wearing a mask or pretty much everybody, at least in in Madison area. And then when, when you'd see people without masks, it was a little jarring because you, you had formed, especially if there was someone new, someone you're encountering and you haven't ever worked with or seen in uh, their pre-mask state. Um, I got this feeling of uh, after a certain point when everybody's mouths were starting to be exposed I remember telling people it's kind of it kind of freaks me out a little bit because I'm I'm looking at people's mouths and it makes me think of like a nature special where they show like extreme close up of an insect or something yeah. and it's like wait, that's way too busy down there like what, are, what is all that rubbery I mean, stuff that's happening yeah something. it's like you have teeth you know there's <laughs> big chompy things in your head you
0: know I mean it was fight or <laughs> flight and it was
2: all and it was all like subconscious I mean I, yeah. I was I was a little. I mean, I was making a joke about it, but it was it was a little like, oh wait, now all these mouths are out there, <laughs> which I not suspected <laughs> even existed before.
1: Uh, hey, you're listening to the melon Floyd show here on W-O-R-T eighty nine point nine on the FM. You might be listening on the internet at WRTFM.org. Or you could be listening in the future because we put this show and all of our shows up on the archives page and you could uh Listen uh, via podcast. Thanks to Mindless Minion D Cubed, who does the file management. You can listen on Spotify or iTunes or wherever. And um, that's about it. Sounds good. Okay, stick around. The Kiosk is next. Oh, get the get the WRT app. That's what I was going to say too. That, oh. that makes things a lot easier. For, oh, really? For, yeah. Oh, it's it's nice. It's really oh, okay. nice.
2: You can. Zip through the archives, and you can fast forward through the Craniac show. And uh, we had—I just want to let people know—we had a lovely little get together with Ruby last week. Yeah, it was so fun. Ruby and Ruby's spouse and Gladys was there. Were and throwing Companion cha- was there. Throwing chairs around—it <laughs> was a lot of fun. <laughs> they were the Mellon Floyd family. At the, at the Waffle House, throwing <laughs> chairs at each other. <laughs> no, the chairs were really light. They so, were very light. So like when you'd stand up it'd yeah. go flying, yeah, no, it
1: and, was, and then everybody would bring their guns out, you know? Yeah, it, was, it
2: was kind of scary. <laughs> the piano player would stop <laughs> <Yeah>. playing. And, <laughs> and it was Frank Sinatra. We're going to take a brief break and uh, come back with... A couple of really good stories from uh, what's going on in the economy right now. All right, and what do I got? I've got oh, I got a bunch of stuff here.
1: That Madison uh, is ranked high by U-Haul. <laughs> And we're back.
2: Got a few sort of quick stories I want to do about the nature of our economy right now. Uh, one is, uh, of course, you probably saw the stats today. The labor market is remaining strong. The Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, reported that there are 10.5 million U.S. job openings in the last day of November. And uh, with the strong job market, of course, it means that uh, even without the benefit of unions and and some better laws in our country with respect to, to payment and so on, that um, that. Workers are actually in a little bit more of a position of of economic strength than they have been in the recent past. The people shortage is systemic, according to uh, Ron Hetrick, as a senior economist at Lightcast, as a labor market and analytics firm. And it's fundamentally changing how businesses should prepare for economic slowdowns. Um, Baby boomers are retiring. There's a lot of jobs available. And uh, workers can command higher salaries as a result than they have been in the recent past again. There was a story about from
1: the FTC that uh, they're going to, uh, you know, restrict uh, the non-compete agreements. Very uh, good. That yeah, was my next story. What's oh, your next story? Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, you do it. No, I just I was just gonna, I I just said Reddit, so you've got the yeah story yeah there. no this
2: it's a proposed rule that would ban provisions of labor contracts known as non-compete agreements, which prevent workers from leaving for a competitor. And of course, this is—I mean, everything that that is the way our economy is structured basically to diminish worker power as much as possible. I mean, that's just that's a given. Just assume that that's what's going on whenever anybody's doing these things. And so, what basically the, the Federal Trade Commission has done is push back on that. And uh, studies have shown that uh, non-competes uh, appear to af- directly affect roughly twenty, per- 20 to forty-five percent of U.S. workers in the private exactly. sector. And by holding down job switching, it's a way of uh, making it di- more difficult for them to use their labor power in a, in a competitive way. So, I mean, the very idea behind this is to take the one thing that laborers have in order to basically… Their, their skills and their labor. Yeah, to, 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 to raise the resources that they need by making it impossible for them to threaten to move to jobs that are comparable to the one that they already have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have, you know, I have a close friend who recently went from one company to another. He's a coder. And if they'd have had a non-compete uh, compete thing at his other job, he would have been screwed. He would have been stuck yeah. in a job that he didn't like. Uh, and the only area that he could have gone into was the area that he's a specialist in. Sure. And uh, if they'd had something like this, he would never have been able – he's very happy right now yeah. in his employment. And he wasn't before, but screw you is the way <laughs> that they're thinking about it, right?
1: And yet they'll take a CEO from a, a pharmaceutical company and plop them in, on the, in the – the the seat in an auto company or
2: something yeah exactly the, the, yeah think. and with gold with the, or if he, if he screws up the company he gets a golden parachute <laughs> to get him to leave well, that too. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest uh, actually victories this week in organized labor at a U.S. tech company happened on Tuesday uh, the Communication Workers of America are going to represent 300 employees at a video game maker that's owned by Microsoft and uh, Microsoft issued a statement that recognized the outcome. And uh, I don't know if this is a lie or not, but they at least went through the they went through the courtesy of lying about it. <laughs> they said we look forward to engaging in good faith negotiations as we work towards a collective bargaining agreement. So this company, it's called ZeniMax Media, uh, and of course it's one of these companies that the you know the the giant oligopoly of, of Microsoft took over, They acquired it in a seven point five million dollar deal about two years ago, and um, so they uh, they. They basically allowed the the workers to express their preferences uh, through a union authorization card, which they did. And they could vote anonymously. So good on Microsoft, or at least on the subsidiary, for allowing them at least to express their opinions. And uh, they said, yeah, we would like to be unionized. So they're going to be represented again by the communication workers of America. And then last but not least, you probably heard this story, too. EU regulators went after META this week. And uh, there was a decision, basically, from uh, European Union regulators that's saying that Meta, the parent company of Facebook, was going to be fined about, it's 390 million euros, about $414 million, and they said that their advertising practices do not follow uh, what is considered um, appropriate rules for privacy, preservation of privacy hmm. in the European Union. And uh, basically, they were, they were not allowing people to opt out of the idea of having meta track their their site you know they it's one thing to say if you would like to provide this we'd like to provide you with a sure. quote-unquote service yeah. and some people find that kind of service helpful it gives them ideas that they might not have thought of and so yeah. on i mean i can see some kind of justification for it but if you can't opt out of it then it's it's pretty obvious what they're trying to do right <laughs> meta meta <laughs> it's so meta <laughs> uh.
1: Hey, last week we talked about the uh, things entering the public domain this year, and yeah. uh, we talked about the Steamboat Willie. Yeah, but uh, Minus Man in D Cube sent us an article saying that it uh, doesn't expire until 2024. But I've but I've seen it on on hmm. this for 2023. So anyway, before you you know make that Steamboat Willie sex toy, you might want to <laughs> <you know, laughs> consult with an attorney on that. Damn. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the DNR is assisting with the cleanup of a butter spill following a fire in Columbia County. They're actually flying in a bunch of lobsters. What <laughs> they're <gonna do. laughs> no, they're helping uh, local Yes, <laughs> <laughs> when, when life gives you lemons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll need lemons. Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's the Stalin quote? When life gives you lemons, figure out how to kill somebody yeah, yeah. with a lemon. 37 ways to kill somebody with a lemon, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> Uh, DNR is going to help uh, local government and, uh, and other parties clean up a butter spill that uh, resulted in a fire at the Associated Milk Producers, the AMPI facility in Portage. It happened on December second. Twenty gallons of butter entered the adjacent canal by a storm sewer, and absorbent booms were deployed to the canal to contain the discharge material. The butter has since been removed. <laughs> We love butter stories in <laughs> yes we do so. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a classic <laughs> yeah so also we got a nice nice letter for this uh, from a, f- a few weeks ago I'd mentioned that uh, uh, the the Red Cross folks were, were going to uh, go on strike and uh, but the, they have re- averted the strike and uh, and we just got a nice letter from uh, Neil Rainford the AfSme re- representative who said wow. uh, thanks for covering our Red Cross workers union strike a couple weeks ago and it says, I'm a long-time loyal listener, and it was heartening to hear your coverage of the strike vote and then and the notice. So thank you very much, Neil. It's nice to hear from oh, you. Oh, lovely. That is nice. Yeah. Um, Brian sent us an email. These are these are all to Floyd Mailbag at gmail.com about a, a software engineer who embezzled more than $300,000 from his employee, and he was inspired by the... The, the movie Office Space, where a character did the same thing, like just taking a fraction of a penny off every transaction or something. This guy, guy did exactly the same thing. Yeah. In fact,
2: he had a file, a folder, called Office Space, and, then, and detailed it. If Plato were alive today, he'd lock up the directors, too. Enough with the arts. Gives people bad ideas. So... Oh, dang. here's a great story, a, yes. a wrong that has been righted out in California. The great-grandchildren of a black couple whose beachfront property in Southern California was seized by local officials in 1924 is going to be returned to their family. And uh, they're going to, oh, pardon me, it was returned to their family, and they're going to sell it back to Los Angeles County for about $20 million. Hmm. So this uh, this is Manhattan Beach it was once it once housed something called Bruce's Lodge. It was a resort established back in 1912 by Willa and Charles Bruce. And it was a place that black folks could go back when uh, there was a lot of discrimination, of course. and, uh, and there was a even in some place in California, like where it wasn't exactly part of the law, but there were informal rules about who could go where and when. Mm-hmm. Um, Manhattan Beach officials condemned the property back in 1924, saying that they were going to use it for a park. They paid the Bruces $14,000, which was a lot back then, but not that much. And then they ended up doing nothing with it. So obviously that was not the point. The mm. point was not to develop it. The point was to get them the heck out of there. But uh, apparently this is uh, this is what reparations look like. Uh, Janice Hahn, who heads the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors, said that... Um, they were going to accept the, 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 the bid on the property and uh, they were going to buy it back from the family who received it uh, as a, a basically as a, a reparations for what had happened to them back in the in the almost 100 years ago. Now, uh, the county received notice of the sale from the family on December 30th and the escrow process will be completed in 30 days. So the family will, in the end, end up making, as I said, about 20 million dollars. Oh, off goodness. So. LA did a lot of
1: lot of shady stuff like that back when they were when they were putting in the freeways. Initially, they they for some reason, by some coincidence, the the freeways all ran through like black and Hispanic
2: yeah, neighborhoods, yeah. and they condemned all that
1: land and uh,
2: well it's and a it's a damned if you do damned if you don't because that happened in lexington kentucky where i went to university when they built the Rupp arena the downtown you know mm-hmm. sports arena they basically cited it in uh in the area that was supposedly the most you know uh underdeveloped and yeah. and you know yeah, distressed distressed and. and so on and it just happened to be where all the black residents of, yeah. of lexington lived yeah. not surprisingly and then of course you know then you you break you basically you know break up whatever community people have and 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 things ensue mm-hmm. so that's what happened there it was kind of typical but uh, you know not much you could do about it
1: hey i know you'll be thrilled to hear that uh, a lot of people are moving to madison madison really? madison is the third highest ranked destination city on u-haul's annual growth index
2: wow that's terrifying. It's based on a
1: market's <laughs> net gain of one-way U-Haul truck movement. Madison ranked fifth in 2021, and uh, now it's up to third wow. last year. Their growth cities are calculated by the net gain of uh, one-way U-Haul trucks entering a city versus leaving that city in a calendar year. Milwaukee was 14th on that list. And, uh, so who's number one? Uh, Does it have it? Ocala, Florida? Ocala. Osala. I'm not sure how to say that. And, huh. and Sacramento, Roseville, California. Sacramento, I get. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin ranked 16th on the U-Haul growth index from the states, down from 13th the year before. Texas was the top-ranked state. Ooh. Uh, in Midwest, <laughs> Ohio was 9th, Indiana 14th, Minnesota 17th. Well, and,
2: and that's all Columbus, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, Going, sure. to, going so, to Ohio. Yeah.
1: So, so I know you love it when people, you know, more and more people move to Madison and, and uh, walk on your lawn or whatever they do to annoy. You. I don't have a lawn, but but you
2: know I no. It's more you know. Well, I won't go into the details <laughs> of it. I will I will offend too many. I, I you know I just I just have lived in the isthmus long enough to know that it went from being a lot of bohemians that didn't care to. Snooty people. I mean, gentrification. People who sure, are like sure. suddenly are like you know telling you how things are going to go. You know, yeah. and it's like okay. I mean, do we have to have the entire union of Karens living here? I mean, please. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um,
1: scientists have discovered a primitive writing system used by Ice Age hunter gatherers that's about twenty thousand years old, and uh, these markings that uh, that seem to form a, a, a calendar. They oh. knew. They knew it was a calendar because it had cute kitten pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Hang know. in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Neolithic peoples were always <laughs> telling each other that
1: <laughs> almost Friday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank God it's Blood Day, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> or whatever they call it. Sacrifice Day, Sacrifice Day, yeah, right. Life Day. So. Well, there actually is a calendar uh, uh, month in the Anglo-Saxon calendar called Blood Month, yeah, and that was because that was the sacrifice month. <laughs> yay aren't people great those stains aren't gonna come out never (laughs) not for a thousand years kids come downstairs it's It's blood myth myth.
1: (laughs) what hemoglobin again
2: yeah that makes that santa's red costume a whole different meaning doesn't it (laughs)
0: oh
2: Hey, a new study links use of social media to changes in the brains of teenagers. I like you that. didn't figure that out for yourself, <laughs> but uh, there's a new study done by uh, neuroscientists, pesky neuroscientists at the University of North Carolina, and they've tried something new. You know, it's been hard to kind of puzzle all of this out, but what they did was this: uh, they conducted successive brain scans of middle schoolers between the ages of 12 and 15, a dangerous age. Oh God! Yeah. And uh, this is a period of especially rapid brain development. And uh, so this was published uh, just on Tuesday of this week in the, uh, the Journal of Medical Association, the American Medical Association of Pediatrics. And the researchers found that children who habitually checked their social media feeds at around age 8, or pardon me, age 12, showed a distinct trajectory. And the trajectory was this. They had a very, very high and almost unhealthy sensitivity to social rewards from peers. Hmm. So teenagers with less engagement followed an opposite path where path pardon me in where doing things and and engaging in relationships and and what they decide to do with their lives and so on is less dependent on social rewards. Now they they of course the studies uh, authors have said that there are limitations and this is because adolescence is an especially rich period of trying to create social relations and judging yourself relative to others but still they said they could see some Definite differences between the teens who are constantly checking their social status through social media, and those who are not doing this, in terms of what what they need from as rewards mm-hmm. from their external social interactions. So they did, they they studied a team of ethnically, ethnically diverse students in the sixth and seventh grades. Uh, 169 students were in the study from middle school in rural North Carolina, and they split them into groups depending on. How often they checked Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Uh, at age twelve, the students were already showing distinctively different patterns of behavior. Habitual users reported checking their feeds fifteen or more times a day. Moderate users between one and fourteen, and non-habitual users checked only once a day. And the subjects received the full brain scans. They, so they did. They did the the medical part of this as well. Uh, at at one year intervals, as uh, and. They found that the frequent checkers showed increased activation of three brain areas, reward processing circuits, uh, brain regions that uh, determine salience, picking out what's in their environment and the prefrontal cortex, which helps with regulation and control. And again, finally, teens who grow up checking social media more often are becoming hypersensitive to feedback from peers. So if you want to create a little drone society of Borg, we're on the way. <laughs> that voice in my head, it's with me always. <laughs> I like that article. <laughs> thumbs up. Thumbs up.
0: 3,000 thumbs up.
2: <laughs>
1: I like how every new technology we come up with, uh, we just like throw out and, and uh, experiment on the, the the
2: general human race with it. and say, What's, every, it, what's this going to do here? Yeah, everything. Agriculture was the first one. We became less healthy. Once we settle down and start eating the same thing all the time. <laughs> so I mean you know, this is why those people love the paleo diet and stuff. I mean, it's demonstrably true. Everything's a trade-off. I mean, yeah. that's just basically the way to think yeah. about it. But I mean we have no idea what any of this stuff no. is
1: going to do and we just say, hey, let's let's have a few hundred million people try it, a few billion people try it. Sure. And
2: see what happens. Yeah. But on the other hand, vaccinations against COVID. <laughs> no way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there was that that uh, that uh, football game on Monday night where the player got injured really yeah. bad badly yeah. and uh, I mean he just uh, and uh, he, he apparently is doing better now. yeah he's, yeah. he's, he's but, communicating but
2: like did we win was the first thing he said apparently. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I loved That's yeah, perfect yeah. that's exactly <laughs> what you should say <laughs> but I
1: two seconds after after he hit the hit the ground there were people like anti-vaxxers tweeting Garbage out about how, well, now, you know, you don't you don't see healthy people dropping dead like that, you know, before the vax vaccinations. Jesus. And, uh, I mean, they just take any any little tiny hook and just uh, yeah uh try to pedal their noise. On well, that.
2: now, you know, of course, with Elon in charge of Twitter, all that stuff's coming back because they had rules about. Yeah posting false information on Twitter yeah. and Elon Musk himself has been, I mean, he was back in, back in March of 2020, he was the one that was saying, Oh, we're going to have no, no cases in the United States. I mean, right. just stupid stuff all along the way. And of course he's lifting the rules on this or, well, he's getting rid of the people that made the rules and yeah. enforced the rules. That's yeah. pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and uh, people, you know, the Fauci conspiracy theories and all the way down the line. So again, the, 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 the major form of communication that a lot of people use is going to be filled with garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's
1: there's some rumor that like some huge percentage of healthy, you know, people just have been dropping dead for no reason, and there's no explanation. And it's it's it turns out it's based on like a post somebody made on. Facebook or Twitter or something. Right. I mean, there's it's not it's not in any way, shape or form real. Yeah. But it but it's gotten passed
2: around millions of times. Right.
0: right.
2: Yeah. I mean, what the, what 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 evil people have realized is you don't need to censor information or control it. You just need to put so much bad information right. in the system that P- people don't know what to do with it. Pollute the well. Yeah. Exactly. So. so. Hey, Apple has launched. a-, a Speaking a, of which, <laughs> a catalog of books. <laughs> yes. Audiobooks. And, oh.
1: That uh, that are, are don't have narrators. Well, they don't have human narrators. Oh. They have AI. What kind of narrator do they have? They have, <laughs> they have AI that can be narrators of books, though. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Getting rid of uh, people who actually read the books. Uh, I think I'd rather have Patrick
2: Stewart than Readbot 3000. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the celebrity of it, you know. <laughs>
1: I think the celebrities will be okay, but the other the oh. more normal books probably, yeah. you know. I mean, if, you know, if you have a book by Chris Rock or something, you want to hear yeah. Chris Rock's voice. you think, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but, you know, they can simulate that, too, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, there goes my next career option. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite an
2: art to, it, to, to a, somebody, you know, reading an audio book that... Uh, one of the sweetest memories I have from childhood is my my beloved Aunt Hilda. She used to read, uh, you know, childhood classics to us. Like she, you know, yeah. she read Heidi and, sure, you know, Wind in the Willows and stuff. And she did voices. Like she would oh, come nice. up with voices oh, nice. for all the characters, and it, it, it was lovely. When she read Huckleberry Finn to us, that was pretty intense because she would she would ape the accents as best as she could, uh-huh. you know, including including Huck Finn's accent, and uh, and I just remember that being so. Intense. It was like having a little play right there, right there in front of you. Speaking of which, it's 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 playtime with the Jaguar. Time to play.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is just a headline. I won't get into the story, but it says, uh, Priests close to Pope Francis accused of inviting two nuns to take part in a Holy Trinity
2: threesome. (laughs) <laughs> you know, if Pope Francis can get it up at this age, I say that is a miracle. No, it was a
1: priest close to him. Oh, okay. He all right. Oh, the, the priest close to the him. Okay. Po- the pope, uh, not was. the pope. Pope okay. wasn't involved. So, okay, yeah. so that's
2: good. I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. So then I and, wasn't listening. And there was well. the second
1: coming too. Which
2: is like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, oh, you sacrilegious thing.
1: Mexican <laughs> authorities have arrested the son of El Chapo uh, and is for as uh, part of a, a drug bust on the a cartel bust. So you know, I just hate this nepotism. La Chapina. <laughs> I hate this nepotism, you know. Yeah. You know like, there are probably other members of the cartel who who would have been better qualified to I run the think. cartel. But yeah. you know,
2: they give it to his son. Yeah. Drug lord. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't know. That requires a high skill level. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Taliban,
1: Taliban has signed a deal with China. That's their first international agreement uh, to with the Chinese petroleum company to send oil their
2: way. So. Wow. So it is uh, the new year. And many of you out there, of course, have probably created New Year's resolutions and I just want to let you know, if you break your resolution, that's fine. And there was a story this week in the New York Times talking about that quitting may sometimes lead to success. Oh, sure. That uh, we do normally think in our society that, you know, winners never quit and quitters never win. But in fact, if you're in an untenable situation and you're smart enough to figure that out, get the hell out of that situation. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So uh, there's a famous story here that the author uses. Uh, Shobin O'Keefe was a recruitment consultant who was running the London Marathon. She broke her leg, literally her fibula snapped, at mile eight. But she continued running and finished the race, obviously against... Uh, you know, medical advice. Now there are all sorts of reasons why our logical brain is like, that's really bad, but you know, people are constantly saying, Oh, that's great. Well, it wouldn't have been great if it hadn't (laughs) turned out the way it did. It would have been really stupid. (laughs) So, you know, if you break your tibia, that it's okay to not finish the race. It really (laughs) is. Um, Anytime you decide to start something, just remember you're making that decision under conditions of uncertainty oh interesting here's what it's like to be human being we don't know the future you take a job how much do you really know you you're, you're going to like the culture you don't know so what happens is you respond to new information and if the new information is such that your original decision needs to be revised here's the thing to do revise it
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: sunk cost <laughs> yeah that's it i'm st- i've been staying in line for you know for an hour so i guess i should continue standing in line no, no not the, line, hasn't moved the line has not moved yes exactly
1: <laughs> at, at, a, at a much much smaller smaller level far as uh the the, the payoffs and the and, and downside is uh, it's it's hard sometimes when you're reading a book yeah and it's like is this going to get me better? <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm 200 pages into it. How does it and, turn out? And, you know, and it's it's sometimes it's a tough call. It's and you feel like kind of like a a loser when you yeah. stop reading a book, but uh, sometimes yeah. that's the best thing to do. Yeah.
2: No, I've had that experience, and and, and I've got I've gotten better at it because yeah. I I did think, especially in reading fiction, you want to kind of see how the story through. goes, yeah. you know, and it, but at a certain point, if you feel like ugh, there's no way, yeah, know, just yeah. Saint Vinny's is waiting there for you. <laughs> <laughs> Am I enjoying? Pop that this? right in the bag. And, you know, somebody else. The read
1: library it. has lots of books. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, the, we should probably. We had about a minute left here, so we should probably declare something. It's the weekend. It is. Yeah. So
2: it's going to be gray. I've have t- started taking vitamin D tablets for the first time, yeah. in, in years, yeah, because it's been so gray. Mm-hmm. So you might want to consider that too, okay. And a sad light and, <laughs> yeah. but don't move to Grand Rapids, Michigan, yeah, whatever just, you yeah. for other reasons too. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah, where, I wonder where they are on the U-Haul list. <laughs> 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 More U-Hauls coming <laughs> from Grand Everybody Rapids out of, out of yeah. the city. <laughs>
1: It's like the dust bowl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, stick around. The kiosk is next. After that, who cooks for you with the real Jaguar? Amy Goodman, Democracy Now!, Labor Radio, Blues, Friday on My Mind, all kinds of great stuff here on your favorite radio station, WORT. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll talk at you next Friday. Pants, was great to see you. You too, bud. Have a good week, good week everybody. Bye-bye. I got
0: time. I still think that day.